0: Hey, everyone, it's Pastor Mike Adkins, and I want to welcome you to Next Steps, where the teaching pastors of Grace Church help you focus on taking a next step in your spiritual life. If you're not listening there already, I invite you to take a moment to download the free Grace app. It's the best place to hear and share messages and to get connected with what's going on here in the life of our church. Just search Grace Church Orlando in your app store or head to discovergrace.com forward slash app to find it. Pastor Clint Harrison and Pastor Grant Nixon and I hope that these podcast conversations will help you take your next step toward Christ. Hey guys, welcome back to Next Steps, the podcast that helps you take your next step toward Christ. I'm here with Pastor Clint. How's it going? And Pastor Grant. Hey everybody. Hey, we're here today to talk to you about the concept of prayer, and uh, prayer is challenging. Yeah, but I'm for, for it. it. I am for it. I want to get <laughs> right out again. It. Nope, not again. It. Not again. For it. again, it. Not again it. Yeah, I'm for it. I'm for it. Yeah, it's it is. It's a challenging thing. Um, we've started last week uh, yep. on a sermon series yep. called days uh, Pray, Serve, Give, Gather, and uh, I want to tell you a little bit about how that came about. It um, was awesome,
1: though. By the way, I just want to say, Pastor Mike, it was uh, just thanks, a Fantastic. So good. Fantastic sermon. Thank you, guys. I
0: appreciate that. So
1: uh, early. Uh, <laughs> We're laughing
0: right now because we're actually taping these ahead of <laughs> the sermon, and uh, so when he said it's awesome, we haven't—I haven't actually preached. I'm preaching it tomorrow, so thank you for that. Grant. Man, I'm hoping it's, going but to I'm be. believing by faith it's going to be great. It's okay. It
1: was a killer bow tie. Yeah, we get it. <laughs> oh man, I couldn't—I couldn't believe you wore it.
0: <laughs> you guys are the worst. All right. Okay. As we talk a little bit about pray, serve, give, and gather, uh, these words came to me because of something that uh, Dave Fox did. Uh, very early in the year, he came mm. to me and basically said, Hey, um, I have a word of the word from the Lord for you. Mm. And that's an unusual thing for Dave to do. Yeah. He doesn't mm. do that very often. And so when he came, he said, Hey, listen, I feel very strongly. Like the Lord is telling me to tell you, don't be afraid. Mm. And you know, I just, I, I, I heard it and and I take it seriously. Cause it's Dave Fox. I mean, Dave Fox is like the, he's like the sage. He's like the, he's like the yeah. Gandalf of grace. I would say so. Yeah. <laughs> And so when he said that I thought, you yeah, know, that's that's a serious thing. And uh but at the time I didn't know what it meant because I wasn't feeling particularly vulnerable or feeling particularly mm. weak or anything like that. And so I thought, okay, well I'll just file that away. And then this coronavirus thing came. Mm. Mm. And so immediately when that happened and I started to realize how serious this was going to be, I mean, we were one of the, actually, we were the first church in Orlando to basically say, we're out for eight weeks. Yeah. Like we made the call very early, very quick, because we kind of saw that this was going to be a serious nationwide pandemic. And so. Um, in the middle of all of that, I was crying out to the Lord. I was like, God, what do you want? Because I didn't want us as a church to walk out of this being the same. I wanted to come out different. Sure. I wanted for us to be not just trying to hold on to what we have, because I think self-protectionism is not what God wants for us. Right. But on the other hand, I wanted to come out strong. I wanted us to come out um, wiser and better You know, on the other side. And so I was praying to the Lord and asked God, what do you want us to do? You know how is the church going to thrive in, a, in an environment like this? Yeah. And I felt like God very strongly gave me four words, pray, serve, give, and gather. Mm-hmm. Pray, serve, give, gather. And so I want to talk to you guys about, and we want to talk to you guys about uh, praying. Yeah. Um, because... I think this needs to be a very practical thing, because for mm-hmm. many people, prayer is this elusive concept. It's this really difficult thing. And and I've, I've even said from platform before, prayer doesn't come naturally to me. Mm. Action comes naturally to me. Scripture comes naturally to me. But prayer yep. is something that I've had to work at and to develop. And so, and to realize really what prayer is, is intimacy with God.
2: Right. Yeah.
1: And it's something too, like during this time, uh, you know, I was talking to someone the other day, uh, talking about... You know, being being home more and, and not being able to go out and all this other stuff. And and they were real honest. They said, you know, I have more time than ever to pray. <laughs> you know? And I <laughs> yeah. said, Well, are you? And they said, Well, not yet. But right. but they have more time than ever. And and we probably are I bet a lot of people are finding themselves in that place, you know, where we, we don't have the the as busy schedules as we as we once had. And we're finding this opportunity to practice this spiritual discipline and maybe maybe we are, maybe we aren't. Yeah. Mm.
0: I mean, I think that's I think what you said is super important because we make time for what we value. Yeah, you know, and so I think it's really in order to be intellectually honest. Right now, we need to say sometimes we don't really value prayer. Yeah, yeah. like it's kind of an add on. You know, like we feel like the scriptures are the muscle of of everything. This is right. where we get our power, our strength, our direction, our wisdom, and then prayers like, yeah, well, what's the what is the yeah. place and point of prayer? And sure. it's so
2: the opposite. I mean, yes. prayer is the thing that we say we're not going to depend on ourselves but we're going to depend on someone outside ourselves. And so we're going to go to God and we're going to say, God, would you help me? And it's so hard for us to say that. It's so hard to say, I need help now Mm, or to look outside whatever we're busy with and say, I actually need help. I need, you know, leading, guiding. I need wisdom. I need all this. No, no, I'm going to figure it out on my own and I'm just going to do my thing. And it's so easy to stay there and uh, yeah. grind it out. And it's ac- exactly what you said. Most of the people I talk to, it's not reading Scripture. Right. It's, I don't pray. It's just right. not a part of my life. Yeah. yeah.
0: I think it's a total dependence on the Lord. And that's, and that's the challenge with it. You know, like We can read Scripture. We can go, man, this is great. We can identify with it. Yeah. But prayer really does lead to the vulnerable parts of who we are. Mm. right? You know, and I think when it comes to prayer, prayer is central to the mission. Hmm. You know, we can't have a prayerless church, we can't have prayerless people, and affect great change in the course of time with God. That's right. Because what prayer does is it connects us to the Lord. Right. It helps us to think His thoughts, to feel His feelings, and then to do His deeds.
2: Yeah. yeah. Uh,
0: and without that, we are just powerless. Right. In fact, uh, Dietrich Bonhoeffer, who was a theologian, And actually, I mean, interestingly, tried uh, during World War II to try to kill Hitler, uh, which, you know, not many theologians do. (laughs) I'm trying to think
1: of the other theologians who did that. Uh, Who was that
0: other one? There are none. um, I'm going to Google it. So Bonhoeffer says this. He says, the entire day, like when you get up in the mornings, he says, the entire day receives order and discipline when it acquires unity. Mm. This unity must be sought and found in morning prayer. Mm. The morning prayer determines the day. And so what he's saying basically is that prayer really unifies us with the heart and mind of God. That's right. And if we don't have that, our entire day is going to be disunified and it's not going to be powerful.
1: Mm. But that comes from the passage that you're preaching on tomorrow that everyone listening will have already heard on on Sunday. That's right. That idea of unity coming in in prayer and and the idea of prayer aligning ourselves. I think a lot of times when we think about prayer, we think about um, it as us getting something. You know, like us uh, uh, getting something from God, and, and maybe that's that's why we pray a lot. And maybe you found yourself lately in this, like praying for things you want, which is good. I that's mean, great. we're talking to our Father. Like you, you should. I mean, the Scriptures tell us in James, like you have not because you ask not. I mean, there's there are right. times where we we there's blessings God is holding to. and He's like, if you just ask me, if you just trust me, mm. I would shower you with these blessings. Um, but but and that's great. But that's not all that prayer is, um, and that's not that's that's not actually at all what we've been talking about from from Philippians from what uh, from what Pastor Mike you're you're preaching on or you just preached on. This, that's right. This past that's Sunday, right. right? Yeah,
0: that's exactly right. I mean, we've got these two women who are faithful gospel partners with Paul, and they're in conflict with each other. Yeah, they're fighting. They're being divisive. They're being divisive. And so Paul says, "I plead with you both, right, to be of the same mind mm-hmm. in the Lord." to be of the same mind in the Lord. What does that mean? It means that they are of one heart and one mind in accordance with the mission, which is the gospel of Jesus. And so part of our power, part of our strength as a church even, and as individuals within the church, is that we're on mission together. That's right. That we are moving in the same direction that we, you know, and we've, we've identified our mission a long time ago. I mean, God told us this a long time ago. It's to help people take their next steps toward Christ. Right? And so if we're all pushing in the same direction to help people take their next steps toward Christ, then we're going to see God do extraordinary things. Yeah. I mean, he uses the word plead. Like mm. This is the Apostle Paul. He's like, I don't want you guys to be in conflict with each other. Right? He says, they both contended at my side for the cause of the gospel. And he says that the only way for us to be able to do that, to be on mission with each other, he says, look, here's how we're going to do this we're going to rejoice in the Lord always. Hmm. So sometimes what that means is that prayer is removing our focus off of our circumstances mm. and putting them on God himself. That's right. Yeah. You know, because ultimately that's where our hope comes from. It's the Lord, not our circumstances, hmm. which is super helpful for us right now. Yeah. Given the, the given that we don't know the outcome of our circumstances.
1: And it makes sense that if we are all focusing in uh, on Jesus. We're focusing our hearts in on Jesus through prayer. It makes sense that we would be able to move forward together. And it makes sense also that when we aren't moving forward, where are we moving? Every other direction, That's right? right? All of our energy is sideways, everyone's... And I mean, we found this... I mean, I found this at home uh, during during this COVID crisis with my family, is we are all stuck at home. We can't go anywhere. So our normal trajectory forward, You know, we're going to take you to school, we're going to take you to baseball, we're going to yeah. do this, we're going to go to Disney, we're going to go to church... All the forward momentum is removed from my family, and we're all trying to figure out our own thing, and it's just, there's conflict everywhere, right? Because my daughter doesn't want to play with my son like this, and my son wants everybody to go do this, and then I want to do this, and we all... You know what I mean? It's just all the sideways energy, and that's what we're finding, is that when we're not spending time in prayer, we're we're not moving forward with the mission, we're not allowing God to put us on the same page. Right. Of course, we're going to fight. Yeah. Of course, we're going to go sideways. Right. Of course, we're going to say, "Well, the music is too loud." Yep. You know what I mean? Like, of course, we're going to say that that. Well, I don't, I don't like the way that that you guys did this in worship, or, or I don't right. like the way that the church is using its money for this, or whatever. Right. Of course, we're going to fight over stuff like that right. because we're not moving forward. And the way that we get on the same page is not to have another council or not to write another creed. The way we get on the same page is through prayer. Yes, is through too. submitting ourselves to the Father in prayer. And allowing Him to shape us again. It's not it's not what we can get out of it, but it's what God will do in us Mm -hmm. uh, as we submit ourselves to Him in prayer.
2: It's good. See, I mean, that's along with what Jesus says. He says, "Abide in Me, and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in Me. I am the vine; you are the branches. Whoever abides in Me, and I in him, he it is." that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. There's this sense in which we go and do everything in our lives without prayer, and we expect to bear fruit. Hmm. And he's saying, you can't do it without me. If you're not connected to me... Because that's what the word abide means. It means
0: remain. It means stay with me. To be connected to. Continue connected.
2: Yeah. And so he's saying, listen, when you abide in me, when you're connected to me, in prayer even... Then you will bear fruit. In other words, you'll live out gospel ministry. You'll live out being patient and kind and loving towards others and and towards yourself. Yeah. And so you carry the mission. It's exactly what's going on in Philippians. The two ladies are not abiding. They're not. Instead, they're conflict. They're frustrated. They're angry, and they're fighting as opposed to abiding in Jesus and bearing fruit. And Paul seems to think
0: that that's having an effect on the mission. Right. He's like, these ladies have been faithful. These women have been faithful in what they've done so far. But now I need you guys to get on the same page because this is having an effect. You know, this is problematic for us.
1: And I love how he tells them how to start. He says, rejoice in the Lord. Mm. Yeah. Like, rejoice in the Lord. He doesn't say, uh, I mean... What about all the difficulties we've had? What about what she did to me? Right. What about what she said about me? That's a great me? point. He doesn't he doesn't say like we need to hash all this out. He says, No, go to the Lord first and rejoice in what we have in the Lord. And and what he's what he's showing us then ultimately is that the Lord's going to start changing their hearts towards one another. H- haven't you guys experienced that before where you've had people yes. in your life that may be difficult and you have, yeah. and, and yeah. maybe they don't want to be reconciled to you. Right. You know, you have those people who, it doesn't matter. You can call them, you can email them, say, hey, I'd love to talk or whatever. They're just not having it. They're right. not going to get on the same page with you. Right. They're not going to apologize. They're not They're not going to humble themselves. It doesn't matter how low you get. They're not getting, they're not coming down there with you, right? It doesn't right. matter. Um, but when you when you go to the lord and you and you bring them to the lord doesn't he start to change your attitude towards them mm-hmm. i know like that's the only way i ever have any sympathetic view towards someone who who might have made themselves my enemy or any empathy for that person is because i've spent time with god and he's shaped my heart in that way cuz that is not normal right yeah. can we agree on that that is a spiritual that, response that is a right? spiritual thing that happens cuz that that's is right. not a natural thing to look at someone and go you wronged me and i want god's best for you Like, that's something God does in us.
0: You know, in verse 5 of chapter 4, he says this. He says, let your gentleness be evident evident to all. But the translation there is a little wonky, because Mm -hmm. in some translations it actually says reasonableness. Mm -hmm. And I love that, because that's exactly what he's saying. He's like, look, take your focus off of the problem between you both, right? Put your focus on the Lord, and what he will do is he'll make both of you reasonable, Mm -hmm. right? And so in your reasonableness it will be evident to all right mm-hmm. and then it says the lord is near mm-hmm. yeah you know so it's not like he's absent I mean, his presence is what makes us reasonable with one another. And you said it just a minute ago. You turned it the other way, but I'll turn it the other direction. I don't want to reconcile with some people. Yeah.
1: Like, I don't, I, yeah. I, I'm don't.
0: like, you're a jerk. Actually, yeah.
1: you're who I'm talking about. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> is, we can talk afterwards. Is, well, <laughs> oh, he will. Okay. Yeah. Well, that,
0: yeah. Praise the Lord. And I'm sure those who are listening right now have somebody in their life that they're just like, yeah. I don't want to reconcile with that person. You definitely have to. We definitely have to forgive, but forgiveness doesn't always mean reconciliation. Sure. Right? Because some people you can't reconcile with. Maybe somebody, somebody died. Somebody who's Unhealthy. Uh, somebody, you know, that, that, that you just can't be back with. And he says this he says, Let your reasonableness be evident to all because the Lord is near you.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And then he goes into the whole don't be anxious about anything, which <sighs> come on, <laughs> come on. I mean, that's just I get it. Like some things, yeah. Sure. Like sure. I'm not gonna be worried about money, I'm not right. gonna be anxious about my relationships. Yeah. but my kids? Yeah, nothing. Oh my
2: gosh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: I mean, that requires a spiritual response.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely, and it's only it's something that God has to do in us. And so again, how do we how do we tap into that work? Like how do we how do we align ourselves with what God wants to do in our lives? It seems like He's saying prayer is that bridge. Prayer is that bridge, exactly. You know,
2: Brother Lawrence talks about the Brother Lawrence, yeah, the power of presence, right? And so he, I love that in this verse it says, "The Lord is near," and then He goes to prayer. So what he's saying is is you've got to recognize that the Lord is near, that he's among you in your conflict, in your stressful situation, in your whatever you failed to do, and now you're anxious about. No, no, the Lord is near. He's in control. He's sovereign. He's good. And he's saying, don't worry about it. Pray. It's
0: interesting that um, the scripture doesn't say that that these are not real problems.
2: Right. You know, it's Mm
0: -hmm. not minimizing the problems. I mean, Paul's like, hey... You, you two women need to get this straight. He's not saying, oh, just, it's okay. You guys really love and care for each other. No, no, no. He's saying yeah. you guys are in conflict with each other. Mm. And I think it's important for us right now in the middle of, especially a very unsure world to say there are real problems Yeah, and sure. there
1: are real enemies, if yeah. you will. Yeah. You know? Furlough is a problem. Furlough you know what I mean? Like problem. your, yeah. your, your kid's education, that's a problem. Like yeah, these are, is. these are real, real problems. I was just thinking about um, you know, this this idea of of getting on the same page through prayer, uh, turning our turn, they're they're in the middle of this conflict and then they turn their attention to the father in prayer. That's what Paul's telling them to do. Right. I wonder I wonder how many like Christian families out there, um, they're dealing with some relational strife. And I wonder if if maybe what the Lord is is pointing them to is is back to himself. Mm. And I wonder how many like husband and wives right now who maybe they both working from home and they're not used to spending this much time together yeah. and you know maybe they've got maybe they just keep finding themselves just just nipping at each other. You know what I mean? Uh, we, know just, just tr- we know that's the we know that's the truth because
0: yeah. all three of us have heard that from people yeah. at the church. I mean, yeah. We talked about it as a staff the other day and just had people <laughs> yeah. raise their hands. How many of you guys are having, you know, not, not like profound struggles, sure. but annoyances with each other, yep. you know, and all of us raised our hands. Yeah. But
1: I wonder, I wonder if, if this, this passage in Philippians would point us all to husband and wives spend some time in prayer. You know what I mean? Like, I yeah. I, I don't know. I, I think about when, when Angela and I get in a conflict and it's, you know, 99% my fault, um, then <laughs> typically I'm thinking, like, how can I fix this? You know, or, or maybe we even try Nobody to reason. That. <laughs> maybe Nobody that. Nobody was even, surprised. No, here's the thing. You guys didn't, but all the listeners, they're, they're going, no, Grant, you know. Uh, I, I can hear it right now. Uh but you know I'm thinking about how can I fix this or how can you know like how can I reason how can I make her understand my yeah, side and maybe right. the answer is like forget your side you know maybe that's the most humble response forget right. your side and and come to me yeah. you know and 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 what let god change our hearts and and really unify us again it feels like
0: there's a sense in which whenever we're asserting our rights we're always wrong
1: <laughs> you know
0: i mean whenever we're we're saying you know, you need to do this for me and demanding something from somebody else in that way that we're probably not in the spirit that we need to be for reconciliation. You know, there's a humbling that needs to take place, a humility that takes place. I I like
2: what you said, Grant. You know, there's a book, uh, he wrote it on marriage by Paula David Tripp, and he said this. He said, um, our relationships, whenever we're in conflict and whenever we're dealing with something, it's oftentimes vertical first and then horizontal. And so our relationship with God is suffering in some way, and oftentimes that's centered around prayer or reading the Bible or whatever, but we, um, we're we not right with God in, in communion with Him, and so all of our horizontal relationships are an absolute mess. Yeah. So prayer connects us to God to where we're, our horizontal relationship is right and reconciled and restored. You know, First John 1, 9, we confess our sins, and He is faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us. Yep. And then as we live out of the fruit of the Spirit, as we're connected to God, then we love well and care Mm -hmm. for others well in a better way. So you're saying we need to get the portrait mode
1: figured out before we get the landscape mode figured out? That was profound. Right? (laughs) Profound.
0: (laughs) Right, guys? I mean... Portrait mode.
1: Next level. All right, everybody. Thank you. We're at the end
0: of this. (laughs) Going out on a high note. You know, Kelly and, uh, Kelly and I have a diagram that we've used, and I, I used to use it in counseling a lot. And just, of course you guys use a diagram. <laughs> like no other married couple. Okay,
1: refer to the diagram, please. <laughs> Exhibit 4. A. 18. Uh, so anyway. She says, Pastor Mike, if you look, because she calls you that. She Pastor Mike, that. She would you look that at this <laughs> diagram?
0: Uh, so it's a, it's a triangle. Just everybody envision a triangle. And at the top of that triangle is God. And then on, on the bottom of it, it's you and me. Right, and mm. So so for most people, we have a tendency to just kind of go from you to me in our mm. communication, our connection, our relationship. But really what the Bible seems to indicate is that it really is more triangular. It's not just linear like that. Yeah. In other words, if I'm going to talk to her, I've got to talk through the Lord. Mm. Mm. And every time I filter everything through the Lord first, then to her, it's substantially better content yeah. than if I just go straight to her. Oh, that's good. Because when I go straight to her, I'm bringing all of my frustrations and my emotions and her to me as well. But when I go to the father first, it's like saying, God, how do you want me to treat your daughter? Mm. That's a totally different kind of environment, mm. right? And he knows her heart better than you. He know. does.
1: You know, he does. and he knows how to speak. Yeah. I'm man, I'm just like Now you like the diagram. I'm super now I'm just like sitting here super convicted now. Wasn't really <laughs> expecting that to happen in the podcast. But you're right. I mean, I I, I think about that. I think about going going from me to her yeah. way more than I think about going from him to to her. Right. You know, and, and how what a what a much more loving response. But it's prayer. The answer is prayer. Yeah, Again, like is. stopping in that conflict and going, uh, going straight to God in prayer and letting him uh mold and shape your heart. Because
0: there's nothing there's nothing like being on mission together with your wife. There's nothing right. like being on mission together with your church. There is a kind of unity that happens in that. John chapter 15, verse seven says this if you remain in me and my words remain in you, mm. ask whatever you wish, and it'll be done for you. Mm. That's such a powerful um, understanding, and, and and it almost f- feels like it's not right. Anything I wish, well, one, I am abiding in him and remaining right. in him. his
1: words are in you. Yeah. yeah. That's right. Like
0: his desires are in me. And yeah. so, man, I'm going to desire the things that he desires. And so what I want is what he wants. And then it ends, the whole thing ends like this. This is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit. Mm. In other words, you are spiritually productive yeah. in your marriage, in your church, in your families, whatever, Right. This is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. Awesome. Prayer is that bridge. It's the bridge that connects us to the Lord. It helps empower the mission. It moves us together, and it creates unity as we move forward. Well, guys, we're at the end of another podcast. We hope that this has been helpful for you. I'm here with this, Pastor Mike. Pastor Clint. Pastor Grant. And we're glad to be with you guys. Uh, If you will do us a favor and go to uh, Apple Podcasts and rate, review, and subscribe, we'd love to talk to you every Wednesday. All right, guys.
2: Thanks, y'all. See ya. Bye-bye.